MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, January 20th, 2023. Today, a judge dismisses Pete Navarro's motion to dismiss his contempt charges and grants the DOJ's motion in limine. Trump mistakes E. Jean Carroll for his ex-wife, Marla Maples. Alec Baldwin faces felony and voluntary manslaughter charges. More bullshit from George Santos. And the Supreme Court says they just can't figure out who leaked the Dobbs decision last spring. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hello, Dana. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you. It is also my birthday today. Woo-hoo. Yes, it is. A very happy birthday to you, even though when we're recording it, it's not, but tomorrow it is. And happy hour. Everyone <laughs> should be there to celebrate your birthday. That's right. Happy hour is tonight for patrons of this show at 4 p.m. Pacific time. So I hope I will see you all there. And Andrew and I are going to break down the latest Pete Navarro contempt ruling, which is hilarious. We're going to do that on this weekend's patron bonus episode of Clean Up on All 45. So if you're a patron of that show, you will get to hear that breakdown. Uh, the rest of the news, Dana and I will cover. Hey, Dana, thanks for filling in for me yesterday while I was traveling. You did a rad job. It was my pleasure. Everyone was so complimentary. It's so funny because I, I used to have my own podcast, but when it's your baby, I'm like, what am I doing? And uh, so, But it all went well, and I'm glad you trust me with your baby. 100%. I trust you with me. You're not a dingo. You can totally take care of my baby. <laughs> I mean, I might eat the baby, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, at least you're not putting uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene in charge of the Department oh, of Homeland Security, Homeland Security uh, uh, Committee. Yeah, so all very cool, right? Anyway. <laughs> Moving on, just... we've got more crazy <laughs> shit to talk about today. Yeah, there was no shortage of news today. It was a pretty busy news day, one of the busiest I've seen in a while, and we're going to break it down now. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. Donald Trump mistook his sexual assault accuser E. Jean Carroll for his ex-wife Marla Maples when shown a photograph from the 90s in a deposition at Mar-a-Lago last year, potentially undermining one of the common defenses he's used to deny an attack. Trump, who is being sued by Carroll, an author and advice columnist and my friend and an awesome lady, he's being sued for defamation and sexual assault stemming from the same alleged encounter. And he's repeatedly said Carroll is not his type suggesting an assault couldn't have occurred because he would not have pursued her romantically. Quote, that's Marla. Yeah, that's my wife, he said under examination from Carol's lawyer, Robbie Kaplan, in a new selection of excerpts from the deposition that was unsealed Wednesday in U.S. District Court in Manhattan. Trump's blunder in his sworn deposition was quickly corrected by attorney Alina Haba, who told him that's actually E. Jean Carroll, not Marla Maples, an actress and a singer who was married to Trump from 93 to 99. Maples was Trump's second of three wives and is the mother of Tiffany. The black and white photo at issue had been circulating since Carol made allegations against then-President Trump in 2019, detailing an account in her memoir of a forced sexual act during an encounter with Trump at Bergdorf Goodman Department Store in Manhattan in the mid-90s. Trump has denied having ever known Carol, and in response to the photo's existence, he has said in the past that he was often introduced to people at events that he didn't know. In the deposition, he said that the photo appeared to show him on a receiving line, possibly at a charity event where he met and greeted guests. Last week, a different unsealed exhibit revealed that in the same October sit-down at Trump's Florida resort, 
Trump falsely claimed that Carol said in a CNN interview that she enjoyed being raped and repeatedly said she was mentally ill, citing the TV appearance as proof. He's scheduled to stand trial on both of Carol's claims in federal court in April. The defamation claim, however, might depend on how D.C.'s top appeals court rules on whether the DOJ can intervene on Trump's behalf on the basis that Trump was acting as a federal employee when he made the disparaging comments about Carol. But Dana, if the court rules in favor of the DOJ, which I suspect they won't, but even if they do, that only dismisses the stuff that he said when he was president. And Robbie Catlin has him dead to rights in this deposition where he said, nope, I actually did repeat all of that word for word just very recently on Truth Social. So <laughs> yeah, basically, that wouldn't dismiss that part of the case or the part of the case that's under New York's new law that says, you know, you can go after sexual assault, you know, somebody who sexually assaulted you uh, in the past. Yep. One good thing that Cuomo actually did while he was in office. I'm just not happy with that person. All right. This is from Adam Klasfeld, uh, Law and Crime. And this whole story is just unfortunate all the way around, uh, in my opinion. Actor Alec Baldwin, he's going to face involuntary manslaughter charges over the deadly shooting that killed a cinematographer on the set of the Western movie Rust. And that was back in October of 21, October 21st of 2021. And this is from what authorities have told us. Now, the other person that is going to be charged is Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, both Baldwin and Reed, and she was the armorer. So she's the one that loaded that gun. Now, both Baldwin and Reed face two counts related to that fourth degree felony, which prosecutors say carries a possible 18-month sentence and a $5,000 fine under New Mexico law. And this is the quote, this charge includes a firearm enhancement or added mandatory penalty because a firearm was involved. And uh, this is from the Santa Fe District Attorney's Office in a press release, went on to say the firearm enhancement makes the crime punishable by mandatory five years in jail. Well, the film's assistant director, David Halls, he signed a plea agreement for a different charge, negligent use of a deadly weapon. The deal calls for Hall to serve a suspended sentence and six months of probation. Santa Fe District Attorney Mary Carmack always said in a written statement that her review of the facts and the law found sufficient evidence to proceed with the charges. And this is a quote from her. She said, on my watch, no one's above the law and everyone deserves justice. The special prosecutor appointed to investigate the case is Andrea Reeb, and she added, Hutchins would be alive today if not for the actions of Baldwin, Gutierrez, Reed, and Halls. And Reeb went on to say, it's that simple. The evidence clearly shows a pattern of criminal disregard for safety on the Rust film set. In New Mexico, there's no room for film sets that don't take our state's commitment to gun safety and public safety seriously. Now, cinematographer... Helena Hutchins, she died after a gun Baldwin handled, fired a bullet during a rehearsal. And the same projectile also wounded director Joel Sousa. Prosecutors will not file charges in relation to Sousa's shooting, though. And the Hutchins family praised prosecutors in a statement released through their attorney, Brian Painish, and the founding partner of Painish, she, uh, probably Shea Boyle, Ravapudi. See, I'm so glad you're back. These are all lawyer names. <laughs> Ravapudi, LLP. And this is a quote. We want to thank the Santa Fe Sheriff and the District Attorney for concluding their thorough investigation and determining that charges for involuntary manslaughter are warranted for the killing of Helena Hutchins with conscious disregard for human life. This is what the family said. Our independent investigation also supports charges are warranted. It is a comfort to the family that in New Mexico, no one is above the law 
We support the charges. We'll fully cooperate with this prosecution and fervently hope the justice system works to protect the public and hold accountable those who break the law. Just absolutely tragic all the way around. It really is. It was just a horrifying story. Yeah, it, it truly was. Um, uh, it, wow, that was that was a long time ago. That was October of 2021. Wow. What's even worse is everyone coming to social media, especially like Don Jr., who's just a piece of shit, is like Alec Baldwin, he's going to share a cell with a Michael Avenatti. And people are like, you don't know how the law works. Yeah. And everyone's coming in and defending, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse, who went in and 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 there's, you know, they're, they're praising him. But when it comes to Alec Baldwin, it's just, it's just really sad. The accident was really, really sad. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Next up from Savage and Liptak at the Times. The Supreme Court announced Thursday that the internal investigation had failed to identify who leaked a draft of the opinion overturning Roe v. Wade. In a 20 page report, the court marshal, Gail Curley, who oversaw the inquiry, said that investigators had conducted 126 formal interviews of 97 employees, all of whom had denied being the source of the leak. But several employees acknowledged that they had told their spouses or partners about the draft opinion and the vote count in violation of the court's confidentiality rules. The investigation did not determine that any of those discussions led to a copy of the draft opinion becoming public, however. Investigators also found no forensic evidence of who may have leaked the opinion in examining the court's computer devices, networks, printers, and available call texts and logs. That's according to the report. The findings raise the possibility that no one will be held to account for one of the most stunning breaches of secrecy in the Supreme Court history. The leak left the court in a state of mutual suspicion about whether a clerk or even a justice betrayed its code of silence about rulings before they're announced. It's of note in the report, no justices signed any affidavits affirming they did not leak the opinion. To me, this was an investigation Chief Justice Roberts did not want to solve and really just tanks the credibility of SCOTUS even further. I absolutely agree with you, my friend. Okay, back in the news. This is like every fucking day. U.S. Representative George Santos, he competed as a drag queen in Brazilian beauty pageants 15 years ago. This is from two acquaintances they told Reuters on Wednesday, adding to contrasts that have drawn criticism of the openly gay Republican congressman's staunchly conservative views. You would think if anything were to get him expelled from Congress at this point, it would be if he was a drag queen because they have so many problems with fucking drag queens. Now, the embattled freshman congressman has also faced calls from fellow New York Republicans to step down over fabrications about his career and history. A 58-year-old Brazilian performer who uses the drag name Eula Rochard said she befriended the now congressman when he was cross-dressing in 2005 at the first gay pride parade in Niteroi. I don't know that one. Niteroi, and it's a, it's a suburb of Rio de Janeiro. And three years later, Santos competed in a drag beauty pageant in Rio. This is again from Richard. Now, another person from Niteroi who knew the 34-year-old congressman but asked not to be named said she participated in drag queen beauty pageants and aspired to be Miss Gay Rio de Janeiro. Now, the congressman said on Twitter on Thursday that the claims that I am a drag queen or performed as a drag queen are categorically false, adding, I will not be distracted nor phased by this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He backed Florida's controversial. This is one of the things that uh, he, George Santos, or wh- whoever this guy is at this point, he backed Florida's controversial parental rights and education law, which is the don't say gay law. And we know that that prohibits classroom discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity. He backed this. Mm-hmm. Whoever the fuck he is, he backed this. Now, Richard said the congressman was, quote, a poor drag queen. Not like didn't have any money, just like a shitty drag queen <laughs> in 2005. 
with a simple black dress. But in 2008, he came back to Niteroy with a lot of money and a flamboyant pink dress to show for it. Santos competed in a drag beauty pageant that year using the name Katara Ravache. Ravache. Some gay man is going to correct me on all of these drag names, and I deserve it, yeah, by the I way. Think it's, I think it's Katara Ravash, honestly, I think. is. Oh, Katara Ravash. Look at the straight girl on the pot. Well, straightish. <laughs> I don't know. On the pot. <laughs> straight adjacent on the pot. <laughs> Correcting me. I like Katara Ravash. Okay. And this is, again, from Richard. Now, this is the last quote from Richard for this story. He's changed a lot, but he was always a liar. He was always such a dreamer. He was a shit. A dreamer. That's an interesting word to use for it. Shit drag queen in 05. But then he came back three years later with a pink dress and he competed and lost. Oh, Katara. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. And of course, yeah, he's denying all of this. Uh, Nothing. you, You can't. He there's nothing he could say, dude, when they were calling the vote for Speaker of the House and they're like, George Santos, George Santos. George Santos, and he's just ignoring it. And they're like, George Santos. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, McCarthy. Um, it's because that's not his name. So, <laughs> No shit. And he's on his phone. And, and uh, he was probably Googling uh, extradition to Brazil. Like, he, he was probably Googling, like, am I in a lot of fucking trouble? And didn't hear the fake name that they yelled out twice. Oh, God. I mean, this is a story that keeps on giving, but my God. Yeah. I I mean, eventually he'll, I think he'll be forced to resign um, or they're going to lose that. They're going to lose that seat in 2024. You know? I mean, for sure. Yeah. I think, I think that I I think they're probably going to lose it anyway. If I was McCarthy, I'd be like, we're fucked there anyway. Let's just keep him, keep the vote. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Who who knows what'll happen. We'll find out. Traditional politics and considerations are no longer on the table when it comes to this Republican party. So. Um, nope. All right. We're going to have some good news in your ears. We have to take a quick break. But if you have any good news, send it in to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. I'm so happy that we're back together again, my friend. I feel like it's been a minute. It really is weird doing this without you. I mean, I, I'll do it anytime you need me to. I just enjoy it more when you're with me. Yeah. Samesies. Samesies, friend. All right. Everybody, stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. You know what you need in your life? Hmm. The Final Word Podcast. Yes, you do. That's right. It is the final word on all things political and pop cultural. Where we make real news real funny. Where we inspire you so you can hashtag resist. Subscribe and get a new episode of The Final Word Podcast each week. It's the news we think you need to hear. That's right. We think you need to hear it. Okay. Yeah, it's what we say so. That's right. And because all we do is give, every Thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast, Idiot of the Week. We round up the stupid because you know what? Somebody has to. Okay. All we do is give. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to play What the Mutt, you want to give a shout out to somebody you love, you want to give a shout out to a small business in your area that needs some support and 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 TLC, or if you want to, 
give us an adoptable pet in your area. Uh, also, please send out good vibes that my Bruce Willis comes home. He has still not come home yet. Um, and uh, I want to thank everybody who donated a buck or two to increase his reward. I think that hopefully might light a fire under some people. And I hope to have some good news on that front soon. But any good news you want to send us at all, you can send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. All right. First up from Anonymous, she, her, Dana, loved your solo flight on Thursday. Thank you. Miss Pacha or Miss Miss Paca is Yiddish for family. And it's a great compliment to be included in a chosen Miss Paca. My late friend and Holocaust survivor Pinky Stern explained that term to me, a Jewish convert some years ago. You guys rock. Yes, I was embarrassed. And David in uh, New York also sent me an email and ta- taught me the word. My, my Jewish mother would have been horrified. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But yes, thank you for the correction. I do appreciate it. And I do love being family. And this is from Kristen, pronouns she and her. Hello, lovely ladies. Dana, you did an amazing job reading the good news. Oh, excuse me, reading. I'm not doing an amazing job right now. I did an amazing job reading the news while we miss AG. I loved hearing you this morning. I wanted to let you know that the dogs, yep, I knew this one too. I wanted to let you know that the dogs and the photos sent in from the gentleman coming home from Paris are Bernice Mountain Dogs, not St. Bernard. Thank you so much for the correction. I know because we have one. Meet Birdie. She's a rescue. And as you can see, she's made herself right at home with us. We worked with the most amazing burner rescue called Bark, B-A-R-C, which is barkinc.net. If anyone's curious, they rescue and rehabilitate Bernice Mountain Dogs. If anyone's looking for a rescue Bernice, they are an amazing organization. Thank you for all you do. I've been listening since the kitchen table days and start each morning with the beans. It is the best way to start the day. <laughs> Look how she sits like a person. <laughs> I know. So sweet. Oh, birdie. They're beautiful aminals. They're, and they're a lot like, you know, like Steph Miller's Pyrenees. Just with Pyrenees. These really- that's what I, that's what Steph has. That's why I got them confused. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Just with these really cool markings. They're gorgeous. All right. Thank you for that. Next up from Susie, she and her. I'm a listener in Brazil who recently found your podcast by way of the Jack podcast. I love both shows. Thank you for your insights and good news. I'm submitting a photo of a large stick bug. Maybe spot the stick bug as (laughs) is a new category who has chosen my patio as a home. She especially likes the little bay tree in the photo. She first appeared in September 2021 on the patio and has been around ever since. My husband and I live in an area surrounded by Mata Atlantica Forest and have many creepy crawly visitors. But Zepha, short for Josepha, is my favorite. I suppose she adopted us. Best to all the Beans team. Oh, look at her. These things blow my mind. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? She seems, I, I don't I mean, I don't know how big stick bugs get, but this one looks huge. Also, yeah. I guess I don't know how big that plant is, but this one looks yeah. big compared to the plant. It does. This one looks like it's like a foot long, but I don't know if that's the case. We're going to need it. Yeah. We're going to need like a we're going to need like a banana for for scale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. OK, this is from Andrea. Pronouns she and her. Fifteen years ago, we brought home our first dog, a Shibu Inu. We named Hachi, pronounced Hachi. Good. He was only 10 months old, but we were already his second family. His previous owner had become ill and could no longer care for him. We'd just gotten married and moved into our house, and Hachi was our first baby. He loved belly rubs, sunbeams, and playing ball. When we eventually had a human baby, uh, he immediately stationed himself under the high chair as the self-appointed floor cleaner-in-chief. Sure he did. This past fall, Hachi was diagnosed with an aggressive form of lymphoma, and it soon became clear we had to let him go. 
We were wrecked. Not only were we devastated at the loss of our firstborn, but it was also the first time we'd ever not had a dog in the house. Now, the morning after Hachi died, I dropped a piece of bacon in the kitchen and didn't even think anything of it. A few minutes later, I saw it still sitting on the floor and I burst into tears when I realized there was no dog to gobble it up. I was a mess. After a couple of weeks of sadness and emptiness, we started thinking about getting another dog. I started an initial exploration of a Shibu community in our area, but every time I saw adopted dogs, I would immediately feel guilty, like I was being disloyal to Hachi. I was torn. A friend suggested I talk to Hachi's spirit about it. I usually roll my eyes at hippy-dippy, mystical, woo-woo stuff like this, but I was so conflicted that I figured it couldn't hurt. I lit a candle in front of a picture of Hachi and told him how much I missed him and how empty I was feeling. I asked him to help us find another dog to take care of us when the time was right. Well, a few days later, I came across pics of an adorable nine-month-old Shibu girl who was looking for a new family after her first one didn't work out. The circumstances were so similar to the ones that brought Hachi to us that I felt it had to be a sign. We arranged to meet her and were immediately smitten. She came home with us the day after Christmas and settled right in, as if she'd always lived there. She's playful, energetic, and so, so sweet. We named her Aiko, oh, Aiko, pronounced, thank you very much for the pronunciation, which means little love in Japanese, a perfect name for her. Our family feels complete again, a hippy-dippy mystical woo-woo stuff aside. I truly believe that Hachi sent Aiko to take care of us. The first pick is Hachi helping with the dishes and the other is Aiko helping with the laundry. Shibu Inus are so beautiful. Look at this dog in the dishwasher. So sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, Andrea, I know, I know, I know this feeling because, you know, Bruce has been gone for two weeks now. And one night when I was out walking, actually a couple nights I was out walking where, you know, somebody had called and said they thought they saw my cat and I'm out there shaking treats and, you know, calling Bruce, 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 calling his name and shaking treats to see if I could get him to come out if he was over there. And this fucking cat, not Bruce, started following me around. Hey, meow, meow. <laughs> Meow, 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 meow. Give me some treats. Meow, meow. And so I gave him some treats and then I kept walking and he kept following me. Hey, hey, poke, poke, give me some treats. And I just kept giving him treats. Um, And then eventually I was like, this guy is obviously a stray. Um, He's not fixed. He's got the big old beefy head that, you know, that happens when you don't fix a cat. And he's very cool and very sweet. And But he's got a lot of flea dirt on him and he looks pretty ragged. Um, but I, you know, the next night I came out and I brought the cat carrier. Sorry, I'm going to get a little misty. And, uh, I, uh, I put him in the cat carrier. I took him down to, uh, there was a lot of commotion and hubbub with the Humane Society who couldn't help me. And then I went over to a vet and I eventually got him vaccinated and tested and gave him some flea meds and he tested negative for everything. Turns out he's about three years old, four years old. And now um, he's he's being boarded at a at a kitty like a hotel while I wait for his neuter appointment, which is in a couple of days. I'm going to take him and get him neutered and chipped. And I'm super torn as to whether or not I keep this cat because I keep hanging on to the idea that Bruce might come home. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm trying to figure out what to do, but I I I I couldn't not help this this guy who I'm who now I'm calling Wilford Brimley. Because he looks like Wilford Brimley. <laughs> you got to keep Wilford Brimley. Um, but he's, he's, a, I, you know, I called up the kitty hotel and they're like, he's so awesome. He's doing great. He's eating all of his food. You know, the guy has been out on the street for three years. 
Wow. Uh, he's been eating all of his food and he's, he's comfortable. He's no, you know, he's, he doesn't have to worry about coyotes and cars and other animals and shit. And he's so, he's very happy. He's, he, they take him out and they put him in the playroom and he, and he gives him a lot of love and he's just a very cool guy. So, uh, I'll get to pick him up in a couple of days and take him to get, uh, get him fixed and, um, see if I can make his life a little better. But, uh, I, I, I know what it's like to, to wonder if you're ready for another pet, you know? Yeah. So I'm glad that, um, I'm glad you did the, the woo woo shit and that, uh, that Hachi sent you Ico. So thank you for that. Sure. And happy morning. I feel like I should read this to you. Okay, go. Happy birthday, AG. This is from an anonymous person from a handsome frog prince sitting on a lily pad in the rain in a pond near Woodstock, New York. There is your frog. No orgy, but maybe he's looking for a date. (laughs) Just a little lone frog in Woodstock. (laughs) There you go. He's cutie. Thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, (sighs) thanks for everything, guys. It's been a heck of a week. Um, I'm 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 constantly like waffling between like depression and news and then going to the white house and it's it's been uh, a roller coaster some very wonderful things are happening and some very sad things are happening so i appreciate everybody um and all your support it's it's overwhelming so thank you uh anyway that's all i wanted to say do you have any final thoughts for this friday uh yes i do happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear ag Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Thank you, my friend. Happy birthday, my dear friend. You know, I, I often tell, say this about people, you know, that the, they make the world a better place. And it's true for everyone that is doing something good in this world. But you really go above and beyond. You have saved people's lives literally with your stories and in the the um, the brave, the braveness you have, the braveness, whatever that word I just made up. Um, the courage you have of sharing your stories and your life with the general public and all of your fans and listeners, it's huge. And when I say you have saved people's lives, I'm not exaggerating. And now you saved another kitty's life, whether you keep Wilford or not, someone's going to get him. So your birth has made the world a better place. Happy birthday, my friend. I love you very much. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate that. It's uh, something my my dad used to say, you know, I lost my dad like uh, in 1990 to... uh, complications from exposure to agent orange he was 46 dude that's so young wow but he always said um when you were born you cried and the world rejoiced live your life in such a way that when you die the world cries and you rejoice and so i i always try to think about that um so i appreciate that and you know kindness is punk as fuck be punk as fuck and i appreciate all you this weekend i will have the weekly beans wrap up for the patrons we'll see you at happy hour tonight at four o'clock we'll have a cocktail or a mocktail to celebrate 49 years uh on the planet and um jack will be out this sunday are you going to be about are we together monday i don't even know what's monday so far away we're going to see if we can negotiate the recording time but i'm going to try and make it work all right cool uh we'll see you all then until then please take care of yourselves take care of each other take care of the planet take care of your mental health vote blue over q and take someone with you i've been ag and i've been dg and them's the beans The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joelle Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. 
Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>